When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is March 6th, 2020, SmackDown Live, the go-home show for Elimination Chamber. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. Michael Wiseman is going to be along here very soon. This is his last Friday show as a regular on the SmackDown Recap Podcast. And he's going to he's going to enter fashionably late tonight as we talk about SmackDown Live. Uh, Matt, what do you think it's tonight's show for this go-home for Elimination Chamber on Sunday? A lot of uncomfortable like setups right like i was so excited to see uh kevin nash you know yeah he's a very 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 close friend in real life to me um anytime he gets on tv or whatnot right and that's another opportunity for the newer generation of fans to get to learn a little bit about our awesome wrestling history yeah so at first i was excited wasn't excited to see them in the type of segment they put them in and yeah, I really wasn't excited. And with they tried, you know, they maybe try. They tried to cross the bridge between today's generation of wrestlers and yesterday's, right? Uh, with Sami Zayn and NWO, but that like that that stuck out to me the most tonight. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I just it it became a clusterfuck inside the ring, especially then when Braun got out there. Um, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I think it's odd when they try and mix together different generations and segments like this. There was so much going on. Uh, Michael Wiseman, can you hear us okay? I can hear you now. I'm here. Cool. It's windy over here in the Carolinas. We're blowing away. Yes. It's so bad. we were talking about the opening. So to that point, Matt, so we did open with an extensive look back at what happened last week with John Cena and the fiend Bray Wyatt. And then when we, f- and they really hyped that through the show and that Bray, uh, you know, tipping their hand, Bray was going to yes. have a response tonight. Right. That that was exciting. That's only that kept me glued, tuned, tuned in. Yeah, and I really want to talk about that because uh, they built the expectations super high. But we opened with a moment of bliss with Alexa, Bla- Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross welcoming us. And uh, then they talked about the 2020 Hall of Fame class on the road to WrestleMania. They showed uh, graphics of the inductees, uh, the Bella Twins, Batista, and JBL. And then... They issued a challenge uh, to the Kabuki Warriors, selling them to come face them for the tag team titles. Um, but then went on to introduce the uh, 2020 Hall of Famers, NWO, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman, noticeably absent, uh, Hulk Hogan, who's going in this year, but is not there tonight. And this was a weird crossover, right? Because so to your point, Matt, we had Bliss and Cross out there welcoming NWO, taking a selfie with them uh talking about goldberg setting up that match against wrestlemania 
and then <laughs> being interrupted by Sammy's ancient Nakamura and Cesaro with Sammy getting into it with them, NWO dissing Sammy, and then Braun Strowman coming out. Very, a lot to keep up with. Yeah. It's strange yeah. how, like, they just kind of, it felt like one of those throw everything at the kitchen sink and, and hope it all sticks kind of openings here. Um, just, like, let's put all these, I, I don't know, do they think putting these guys together are going to give the younger talent a rub here? It's, it's, it's a strange thing. I don't know. I don't know if it was vice versa even. I really don't know what they were doing with this. Yeah. I mean, Sammy going toe-to-toe with Nash and the guys. Although, oh, what was that thing after the thing? Like, you look like Seth Rogen after two weeks of stomach flu. And then Scott Hall being like, yeah, yeah, you told him. <laughs> like, yeah. It was It was like, yeah, it was strange. It felt like very out-of-touch people. Like, they're just Everything felt out of touch about this segment. I don't know. For everything that was cool, there was something that was awkward. But I thought yeah, Nash right. was the best by far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be a three-on-one handicap match. Um, Cesaro attacked Braun. Braun tossed stuff at Sammy Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh promised they're all gonna get these hands on Sunday. And the NWO and Braun <laughs> stood tall with Alexa and Nikki just sort of there in the background. Um whatever. Sunday. Handicap match, <laughs> three on one, Braun for the Intercontinental Championship. Sasha Banks and Bailey walking backstage before a tag match. Wait, Naomi... can we call out the uh, oh, yeah. the, the comment here from the super chat here? Oh um, yeah, 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 the, the uh, we're not going to talk about the Goldberg poke, right? Nash poking the bear there with talking about Goldberg. Oh yeah, I called, what was the exact line that he said? Ah, uh, I have to go look it up. But there was hey, a little jab did there. Give, at hey, did did you give Roman uh, any advice on how to beat Goldberg? He's like, yeah. Um, Scott Hall in a cattle prod. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. <sighs> That's some good Man. shit right there. Yes. I mean, I, I didn't lose my shit over it. Like, oh my God, he said something that happened that was so controversial back it's in 1999. Just, nah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't think that. I wish they would really just let Kevin Nash talk. Because Dude, he is legit the funniest man in my opinion, in wrestling history. Just period. And he's yeah. super intelligent. You, you hear it on all reports because it's true. Yeah. He does not need to be written for. Just let super him outspoken. Him. Yeah. I mean, if you look at his Twitter feed, like, yeah, he's very active on there. Um, So yeah. this was toned down version. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't do things. I don't feel like he does things just to be controversial. He just does something because it's funny. Like that comment no. was not meant to be like, look, I'm poking fun at Goldberg. It was just, hey, I'm going to crack no. a joke because I can. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Eddie Oemang with the 299 Super Chat. What do you think of Goldberg turning heel? I mean... Did he or is he yeah. saying what? Or is he yeah. or the concept? I mean, oh, um, I don't know. I dig it. I I think it had more legs to it than what they're currently doing. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, I almost wonder. Uh, over? But what's the angle that he comes back and it's like, you know, doesn't it kind of turn into old man yells at cloud at a certain point? Like you kids, you millennials, <laughs> you younger talents back in my day. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't I think, think that'll work. It, it's simple. He's being disrespected. I come back. I'm 53 years of age. The last thing I need to do is come back here and prove anything to you. Little snot-nosed punks. You know, 
uh, like something to that effect, right? And you guys blew me out of the building. Screw you. You think that was bad that I won the title? Wait to see how bad it is when I don't give it up for the next year. How about them? At, you know, some, who knows what? Acts like a dick. There's so a little bit of that in Goldberg already. Better. Yeah, there's something a little bit of that said, Goldberg yeah. already. So, just something to say better to make Roman get more over for wedding. For, you know, shutting them up. If they let that be real, those promos could be amazing. If Roman's like, well, gee, maybe if you would have planned better for your retirement pops, you wouldn't have to come back here and get these easy paydays. You know? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's what sucks about, you know, poor Roman. He's in this no man's land where if he does do that, he could legit get the fans to finally cheer for Goldberg because they'll be like, whoa, hang on. Like, we don't let Goldberg coming back win the title. But we didn't tell you. We want you to stay at our. Slow down. I I love. So you know what I mean. Guy. I could see them turn. They could turn yeah. on him like that. I think. Good. He has to say it right. I think if he goes out there and be like, "Well, somebody should have planned <laughs> with their, <laughs> yeah. Someone uh, should have planned with their four hundred one k or the Roth IRA." People right. like, "Boo, you're a dork." So but, I'll share uh, this. So uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt, you know Brian Fritz. Um, anyway, buddy of mine, Brian Fritz works over on Sporting News between the ropes for for many years. Yeah, he's he's an awesome dude, awesome wrestling yeah, journalist. Man. So we were interviewing um when Goldberg first came back at two k for the two k game. Right before he was wrestling, he came back for the game. And um, we were interviewing him at this thing, and I was I was running the video. Brian goes up, he says, "Goldberg, are you worried the younger fans aren't going to connect with you?" Or he, he the way he worded it wasn't offensive, but the way Goldberg took it was, "You mean they're not going to remember who I am?" And Brian's point was, "You have young fans playing the game who never watched you, you know, basically twenty years ago." And Goldberg was like, "Of course, everybody remembers me. I'm Goldberg, and I can kick your ass." It was like this really funny moment of like Goldberg, like legit thinks he's and, and he rightfully so goldberg could kick anybody's ass right thinks he is still the toughest dude in the world um and the biggest name and i, I think if you let if you lean into that the right way he would be a great heel character <laughs> gotcha hey, hey michael uh since i know matt is mobile and can't really adjust his gain i'm gonna back off my mic a little bit and if yeah. you could do the same at least we'll sure. have a consistent audio level for our Absolutely. listeners are you uh, saying I'm loud, mind. Glenn? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I think we're both a little loud compared to Matt. I just want to make sure that we're at an even volume here. Uh, so anyhow, so Antoine Fair with the Super Chat saying, I like what he said in the bump. Said he was going to rip his face off. I'd like to see real talk like that. Uh, Scott Hall, uh, Michael yeah. Sash Jr. with the Super Chat saying Scott Hall also said it was shocking uh, tonight. <laughs> I, I like that these guys are having fun. But you know what we can't have this year at Hall of Fame? I don't want a repeat of that super awkward DX humor that happened last year that just derailed what was otherwise like a pretty great hall of fame induction ceremony. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's going to, they're going to do that. They're going to put them in that predicament. I hope they don't. Um, I'd be cool to hear like stories legit, but we've heard so many stories about these groups and these factions. Like what else is left? Hopefully there's some more stories to tell. We haven't heard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Um, so Naomi and Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. And man, Naomi got the entrance. Lacey got a decent crowd reaction, but this match was all about Sasha and Bailey. And uh that segment of them uh backstage, people were tweeting it like, oh, Sasha looking at the belt, the way she's looking at it. This is setting up the match for Mania. Uh, but what did you think of the match uh, tonight and Sasha and Bailey getting that win? 
I mean, eventually they need to win, right? They keep getting them. They, they keep beating them. It feels like. Yeah, and it's. It, do you think it's telling um, how over Naomi is? It's like Sasha gets that pin tonight. Kind of a slap in the face to Naomi fans. Uh, Sasha can just miss all this time with injury, come back, and boom, she's right in the top dog female spot on SmackDown. I think in real life, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Naomi, what I like about Naomi is she has a very natural uh, connection with the fans. And I think the fans do respond to her. I know, you know, she's got the glow gimmick, but I think her energy and her, um, just the way she comes out, like it's, it's different than what we see from all the other women. And so it does, it, uh, we've talked about Bailey ad nauseum on this podcast, uh, but I hate to see that she's kind of being overlooked here for Sasha. <laughs> Sasha's a star. Don't get me wrong, but I like I like where Naomi was going. I like where they were going with her, and even Lacey Evans was starting to get some traction. Um, but I, yeah. I get it too. It's it's mania. You put your what you think your marquee names are out there. It's business. DW saying I feel like we've been talking about Sasha and Bailey for the last eight years. Well, not quite that long, maybe five. But if it's gonna happen, man. No, Stephen Wilson saying Sasha feels like a star. I agree. Sasha versus Naomi, I would actually be hyped for as a feud. What would you think of that, Matt? I think it'd be a great, great feud. I think the trash talking and promo buildup between both and the singles program would be very good. Yeah, yeah I think they just got to keep Naomi on the same level on even uh, footing between them. Um, so then before we got Sheamus versus Apollo Crews, we had Sasha and Bailey bragging about their win backstage, taking shots at the Hall of Famers, the Bella Twins, Bank saying uh, Bailey's her role model. She'll dedicate, dedicate her album to Bailey. Uh, Bailey talks about their dominance as no one can touch them. Uh, and then we got Seamus with Apollo Crews warming up backstage, Shorty G approaching him, reminding him he doesn't want uh, Apollo saying he doesn't want Shorty G's help. But G says he's got Cruz's back. They both want to stop Seamus. Uh, they went out there for this match and yeah, Seamus made pretty uh, quick work mm. of Apollo Crews here. Matt, is this feud doing anything for you? No. No, no, nothing. Nothing. I would have fast forwarded through this any other night. And it's almost worse that it's a three-way feud. <laughs> it may be actually almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> you like be right. Well, because you know, in Vince's mind, Shorty G is half a man. So Shorty G and Apollo <laughs> together. Apollo is half a man, really? Oh no. Oof. I said Shorty G is half a man. But but you said together. I, I and this is just terrible. You know what's not terrible is this comment here from a stall hard. Matt Morgan sitting in the same van those ninjas used to kidnap Samoa Joe. We're finally getting closure to that story. <laughs> 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 oh. I'm in my truck. I wanted to do this show, but my wife doesn't have her dang laptop at home tonight. I like the ambiance. People die. But I also like the conclusion of that story. That would be great. I would love that. (laughs) My, uh, yeah. Drake. No, it's all good. Drake Maverick backstage with Drew Gulak. Drake wants an opportunity to compete to face Daniel Bryan. He says, he knows all of 163 of Brian's weaknesses. Doesn't think Drake has what it takes. Brian interrupts as Gulak's talking about this, saying the elimination of this chamber of Gulak is so confident to exploit these weaknesses. Why doesn't he step in the ring with them? So that should be a pretty great match, right, Matt? Probably on like the opener or maybe the pre-show or a cool down, but uh, I think that'll be good. I think 
Huh. I do. I, I don't know where I would put it because of poor Drew Gulak. Like, not, nothing against him. Um, I don't know how much of every all the fans that know who he is just yet. Do we think he's had enough exposure to uh, the Fo- you know SmackDown on Fox? Do we think he's had yeah. enough exposure yet to get the show off? Because that's a big... You know, if you're not going to be on the WrestleMania card, then be the one to kick it off, I would say. That's yeah. a big deal. That's a big responsibility. So the question is, would that arena recognize him enough to kick the show off hot? I don't know. If they would have let him go a little further into those PowerPoint presentations, Drew Gulak could With be gone. this year's Elias. You could have like a special on the WWE Network of Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentation like just a half hour long lecture. <laughs> Do you reckon this is enough yeah. like what they did with Buddy Murphy? Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Murphy over on Raw, but putting it with Aleister Black, like the exposure yeah, right. along being somebody the fans are connected with is enough to put him out there a little bit more? Because you put him with Daniel Bryan, you put anybody with Daniel Bryan, he can make them look good. <laughs> and that's definitely going to take place. I would argue after that match, Drew Glock will be sure. set up really well. Yeah. Daniel yeah. Bryan, jeez. Right, Antoine Fair saying the real story did Matt steal the fiend's red light? <laughs> oh, guys, stop being busted on me. so I could have just phoned it in, folks, and be like, oh, sorry, wife. I don't think anybody's I think Looks it's one of those like things. I can't, I can't do the podcast tonight, folks, like many other hosts we have on. Um, the Wrestling Inc. Network, but not yours truly. I don't miss shows. I made it. My internet cut out. I got back in here. No, talking about Raj somewhere in wow, his... Wow, you got a guilty conscience. Raj and yeah. Ryback are sharing a coronavirus bunker right now. Ooh. Just hold up, eating canned food, you know. Bunker. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> talking about wrestling. Um, by the way, I love... The red light fiend. fiend red light. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Dana Brooke and Carmella versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. They're out there with like Dolph Ziggler as their manager slash valet in that role tonight. Um, pretty easy win for Mandy Rose yeah. and Sonya Deville. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I mean, they need win- they need win they need wins more than anybody. That's true. Opinion. I just I hate the. Sonia Deville is stuck in this storyline that's really all about Ugh. Otis and Mandy and Dolph in that love triangle. Me too. Yeah, it's unfortunate. She's got to play this B-roll for, I don't know, hopefully not long, much longer. And then it'll be like a reversal of fortune, hopefully, where they put her in the A part of the storyline. Yeah. Hope so. DW saying, I love this podcast, even if I really couldn't care less about wrestling right now, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, appreciate that. I am shocked, Matt. DW. Matt, you've seen this too, right? Like, we get tweets and messages from people all the time. They're saying, I don't watch SmackDown. I just listen to the podcast. I don't watch Raw, I listen to the podcast. Not AEW and NXT. People watch those and listen to the podcast. But Raw and SmackDown, certainly right. people are skipping. Hmm. I think it's, it's a growing um, audience. Like, yeah. More and more people are, are now not watching Raw SmackDown to come here, laugh with us for about an hour or whatever it is. And then if they want to hear, you know, some of the finishes and some of these segments, then they get to hear it along the way. Great. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, 
I think Dolph Ziggler, we're talking about that uh, tag match there. I, Dolph Ziggler has been relegated to being nothing more than uh, not even a manager. He's pretty much arm candy. Uh, I just Dolph Ziggler's a great, great guy. I, in the ring, he's, he can talk. I don't know. It just it makes me sad. Corey Springer, thanks for the super chat saying keep up the Raj jokes. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I mean, Matt, do you think Raj Geary has given us given more to this podcast by not being here and giving us Raj back rather than actually being here. No question about it. Without (laughs) a doubt. Yes. He totally. Yes. He gives the material for days without, with, (laughs) with, with with not being on. Yes. Uh, Speaking of material in a comedy uh, commentary tonight, Corey Graves said Dolph Ziggler is a terrific stand-up guy. And if you've seen his comedy, that's the only time anyone would ever use the phrase terrific stand-up when Good. describing Dolph Ziggler. Nothing. Just over everybody's mm. heads. Mm. I, mean, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I get it. Well, you know, they can't all be not I can't knock them all out of the yeah. park, folks. Uh anyhow, let's talk about the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, so Ramblin' Rabbit, John Cena fan. Inside there, we've got all the photos of Cena hanging on the wall. And Ramblin' Rabbit mentioned Cena beating Wyatt at WrestleMania six years ago. We see a clip from the match and just goes on this rant, you know, like, oh, you want to get back at him because he turned your life personally and professionally into a downward spiral after beating your WrestleMania. Um, then Bray started talking about forgiveness and hurt and heal. And, you know, he is who he is now because of that. But The Fiend, oh, The Fiend wants to be let in. Um, Matt, what did you think of this promo, given how much they built this up tonight as Bray's real chance at calling out Cena? <clears throat> okay, I do like the histrionics on this. Yes. You guys remember when we were, it was rumored that these two may face off before even last week's segment. Um I remember we were going into last week's show when that was the rumor. It would be Bray Wyatt versus Cena, right? Yeah. Um, I just remember saying, hey, I hope that they play off of their last WrestleMania experience. Don't just ignore it. And there could be a really good opportunity at some further layers to why Bray Wyatt is now who he is, right? So yeah. to hear Ramblin' Rant, first of all, if you really were to break this down and put this on paper, we would be very impressed that the WWE, via third party, a puppet, no less, okay, would tell the story and further the, this 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 layer of the onion, so to speak, of his character as to why this character is acting the way he has been acting uh, since he's been back or since John their last match together. I'd like that's insane. Now, yeah. You know, if you were really looked at, you know, if you see this on paper, you think this is absolutely crazy. So we got to slow down every once in a while and yeah. give some credit to, I don't want to say the absurdity, but if this was on paper, I would call this absolutely absurd and I wouldn't buy it. But yeah. then I watched it tonight and like, this was outstanding. I did like this out of that entire segment the most. Rambling Rabbit explaining a little bit more about why his, his character is acting the way he's been acting. I like the connection, connecting of the dots. Um, but um, to your point, I hate when we say that on this show, by the way. Me, Raj, and Glenn use that phrase way too much. <laughs> to your point, 
To your point, uh, <laughs> Michael, you use it too. You 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 use it a lot too. Oh, everybody I do. Here uses it. Yeah, I do. Um, but to what? But to what Glenn was saying earlier, it's true. Um, the build up to this, I was expecting maybe something more. Yeah. Well, let me just say, and Michael, I want to get your take on that as well. But Matt, to to your point, I thought the Ramblin' Rabbit portion of this tonight was an A plus. I almost think Brainy's right. ditched the fiend. Or not put the fiend over in these promos. Like let the fiend show up, have them do something. But the rambling rabbit part was again more that creativity. And if they, right. they just keep leaning on the fiend, so, like the fiend is the weakest part now of Bray Wyatt as the character in terms of entertainment value. Oh. Yeah, because it's. I, I feel like the thing is, it's like once you show the monster. It takes away some of that aura, right? And we've seen the fiend so many times, and we've seen him get conquered. It's like you know, Alien, the very first Alien movie. You didn't see the full-on Alien for good, I mean, for good reasons about production-wise, but also because that kept the fear there. And 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 so I think, and I'm not going to say to your point, Glenn, but you're exactly right. <laughs> They've overexposed the fiend, and they should lean more into the weirdness here. I think the Rambling Rabbit stuff is good. I was wrong last week. Right, I'll be the first to admit it. Last week, I criticized that angle because I said, they're not giving me a reason other than just pointing at a WrestleMania sign. And Matt, you're exactly right. They took their time. They gave us a segment this week that furthered the story and they built into history. And I appreciate that. I do think there's a way to keep being weird, Bray Wyatt, and maybe The Fiend needs to take a back seat. Maybe Bray Wyatt... In the Firefly Funhouse, we haven't seen in a while. Um, there are other stages and settings they've used in the past from Firefly Funhouse. Bring some of that back, but I do like them adding back in the history and taking the time to tell the story. Matt, what do you think about this if they could do it? So, okay, maybe not the Muscle Man, which is my dream to see Muscle Man Bray <laughs> enter and wrestle a match. But even if it was just regular Bray Wyatt doing the match, and then before his finisher, lights go off, he lets his hair down, slaps on that mask. And then the fiend comes out and like just finishes the match. And that's all we see of him. quick glances, never more than 30 seconds. Lights go off. Bray disappears. I feel like him coming out, pointing at the mania sign. It's, it's like the jaws movies. Jaws one, you barely saw the shark by jaws four, the shark was in every other frame. And he just went, that's, that's a mechanical shark. That's rubber. Mm -hmm. It like wasn't scary anymore. I feel like the fiend, if they can protect that, it would be so much yeah. more effective. So this is the, this is the issue though. The genie's now. I feel like the genie's out of the bottle here. Yeah. Um. A little. A little bit. I feel like you, know, you can't put toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> out, right? And, and I feel like they've done that too much with the theme. It, sh it should have always been special when he showed up, and it was for the longest. And if you go back, even in the Firefly Funhouse, bleh, try to say that three times fast. Firefly Funhouse segments. They didn't give it away right away, if you remember, right? They yeah. have to build to, wait a minute, is that the Fiend looking at the camera right now, or is that Bray Wyatt? He looks mm -hmm. kind of semi-serious, but he didn't go into his voice or whatnot, right? And then, like, a week or two later, then you see something or hear from the Fiend in those segments. I'm trying to think who it was. Was it Daniel Bryan, or it was, it was one of the times, one of his angles versus somebody in which, maybe it was, I forget who, but he kept saying the Bray Wyatt persona the entire Firefly Funhouse segment. Might have been yeah. Or somebody. Uh, um, and it just added so much more to it because you kept thinking, oh, shit. When he gets to become, when, when we see the Fiend in here, you know, it's going to, he's going to F up whoever his opponent was. Yeah, it makes and it more special. More threatening. Yeah. 
uh, Eric R with the super chat saying, I feel like the Bray Cena package was a weird transition to Goldberg Reigns, given how Goldberg beat Bray for the title. Um, hmm. I mean, do you guys think the Fiend now is weaker, or do we just sort of forget about that right away because the Cena angle is hot? I can't stop thinking about it. I'm still so pissed <laughs> off that they beat him like that. I just think that they didn't have to do any of this. They just took my advice and never put the belt on him to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon's not really known for restraint or holding back. He's mm -hmm. not a guy that believes less is more. It's yeah. unfortunate. I think there's, I mean, they're trying to basically, I think the thought is if they put him over Cena, right, then the Fiend comes back and looks strong and they got to where they wanted to get. Uh, but I, I think yeah. it's too recent right now. And yeah, there's no, like, I mean, there's no way to go back and undo it. Once somebody looks weak, it's much harder to build them back up than if they come from a place of strength to begin with. Hmm. So uh, King Corbin backstage interrupted by Elias. Uh, they had a little exchange. I'm assuming this is happening at Mania. That'll be fun. Hmm. Not for me. Not for you? Not a big fan? Not fun for me to watch. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I think Elias in front of a big crowd has a lot of potential. I mean, he, he has been great in front of a big crowd before with Corbin. They should just, they got to, they got to do something really clever, I think, but we'll see there. This feels like a very big regression. I feel yeah. like we've, seen, I don't feel we did. Didn't we see this already on the intercontinental championship level once? I think Didn't so. These, yeah. It does right? feel like they're, uh, they're in the lower mid card now with yeah. this title. But it feels like that they've done this already. Yeah, I mean, this feud. These two have faced off against each other in a feud, it feels like to me. And I remember saying the same thing I'm going to say right now, actually. And that is, these are two people that you're on the on the rise that you're supposed to be trying to get over. These two should not be working each other because the mm -hmm. other party is going to just be pushed back down three levels when they lose this match. And it's going to be poor Elias. Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. which I could have sworn is what happened to him last time. Yeah. Well, your favorite storyline, Matt. We saw more. Heavy Machinery backstage. Mandy Rose walking by. Otis <laughs> apologizing for what happened on Valentine's Day. And Rose says, it's too little too late. Because a woman doesn't like to be set up yeah. like he set her up. And she walked off as Tucker consoled Otis. I agree. I agree. Dude, where the hell have you been? What the hell took you so long? <sighs> freaking storyline like not, like seriously just like i can't believe i'm gonna comment on this but i'll play um why why not like immediately immediately talk, why 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 not talk about why wouldn't otis call her asap as yes soon as he saw her the next day after waking up in the morning you know having his nightmares all throughout the night of having to see that vision of poor Dolph <laughs> and what he feels and what he fe and who he feels apparently is his future girlfriend. Um, you know, cause the poor big guy nightmares. He wakes up finally in a, you know, pool of his own cold sweat the following morning, makes the call, says what happened, you know, something. Everybody would do that. Yeah. So the fact that this goof, this goof waited two weeks. More than weeks, that. Three weeks since Valentine's Day. Four weeks. Okay, so yeah, I don't, it's hard to have any kind of sympathy for him. I know. He's got he, social anxiety, guys. Give him a break. No, the he's dude got doesn't the emotional, maturity, mature, emotional <laughs> maturity of like a nine-year-old. 
That's why people use text messages. Oh, it's true. Mike, he could have texted this. He could have oh. texted her the following morning. No weirdness, no nothing. It could have, you know, no big deal. Like, so what's up, girl? What's going on? You know, so I couldn't help but notice you with go <laughs> frigging Ziggler in ca all, ca all, all capital letters. Hey, I hope you had a great night last night. Um, and then dot 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 with all friggin' Ziggler. I think, I think the real concern then, here is Mandy Rose. Hold on, hold on. Wait, we're back. Oh, I'm sorry, this. Matt. I didn't mean I'm talking. My bad. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. Um, so let me fit. Yeah, so let me finish some more. I can't believe I'm going down this rabbit hole, but I'll go. Um, and then. And then she tries to get back. She tries to text them back, and then he just doesn't answer. He plays too cool for school to answer text messages for a day, maybe two, and then we build to that next SmackDown, to where he's <laughs> a little bit back in the driver's seat here, so to speak. Right? He's got a little bit of his pride back, um, and then they go into this. But he looks like a goof, really yeah. big goof, waiting three to four weeks to approach mm -hmm. her. Uh, so Antoine Fair with the super chat saying, I feel like they're building us to heavy machinery, beating Dolphin Root at Mania for the titles, Mandy finding out what happened. I mean, yeah, that does seem like where the story is going, but Matt, to your point about how long this is taking, this will have been a storyline that at that point will have run three or four months to get to Yikes. like, the, I mean, you could resolve this in a 22 minute sitcom, probably half of yes. that. You know, one episode. And this is where you need to be. And Mike, Michael, this is where you got to be careful where you do want to put these real life type of relatable storylines out there, which we all can relate to. Every guy that watches this and every woman, I'm sure, can relate something to this. Right. So when you do that, you also need to be careful to deliver in a timely manner to tell this story, because we're all I'm not the only one who's thinking that probably. I'm sure we have other fans going. Wait, hang on, dude. It took you four weeks to bring in, <laughs> you know, ask right. about this or, you know, what? Well, it's, it's, it's the problem they have whenever you build these storylines that only take place in the world of WWE, which is, I wonder what happens to them the other six uh, days of the week, right? True. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to assume that this is what, day two or something? Right. Day right. Three, yeah. Since the, it happened, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because for other storylines, I've allowed that crazy logic to be okay. Yeah. Why am I not doing it here? I don't know. Yeah. I do not know either. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. with the Super Chat to ask, PlayStation 5 or <laughs> Xbox One X? Uh, great question. I, great, 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 great question. This what is, do you guys call? What do you guys think? I will probably end up owning both. I mean, I own right now the latest Xbox and the PS4. So X Xbox, I, I've been an X. I mean, PlayStation makes great systems, but Xbox compatibility with Windows machines makes it better for me. Mm. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I love it. One between the two, yeah. gun to my head, I always go with PlayStation. Is my choice one A? Uh, my PlayStation, I feel like it overheats a lot. Like it runs hotter and louder than my Xbox does. That's the reason mm. I don't use it as much. Oh. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll tell you the Nintendo Switch. I've been really enjoying. I like the oh, idea that you can, you know, just play games on that, play it on TV. I recommend that. It's not the most technically powerful system, Wait. but I really dig it. How's my camera work? It's right here over my shoulder. There you go. Oh. The other way. Your Switch. Oh yeah. yeah, right there. yeah. 
Um, so let's talk about this gauntlet match that went on for 45 freaking minutes. Heavy Machinery versus The New Day versus The Usos versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus the Lucha House Party versus The Miz and John Morrison. Um, heavy Machinery literally running the gauntlet up until the end and then losing to Roode and Ziggler. Um, what did you make of these matches, Matt? Were there any particular high points for you tonight, uh, storyline aside? I mean, this tells me Vince really digs heavy heavy machinery storyline for sure. Yeah. Um, to have them go this deep, um, when you have other tag teams out there like Miz and Morrison, like what the hell? What happened to that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It felt like a, a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a train wreck, but just a mis, what's the word? A mischaracter of not justice. No, that's the wrong word. I just don't like how they treated a lot of these <laughs> that, that, that are in here. Yes. Um, that, that makes no sense. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I, I just I feel like there's so many different teams in here, like even New Day. Yeah. Um, that are that are way above this. And uh, let me give props on the flip side of that. Lucha House Party had a hell of a showing tonight. You would have thought they would have been the ones that got they beat did, quickly. Actually. Yeah, I did think that. You're right. Yeah, they almost sacrifice sometimes, like the having giving stories and characters and teams ongoing build. They sacrifice that for the short term gain of look. We have a team that ran the gauntlet tonight, even though you had a previous tag team champions lose first thing. I think it's very unfortunate. Stephen Wilson saying after 45 minutes of this tonight, you know, with all the teams that are going to be in Elimination Chamber, <laughs> why would we want to see this at Elimination Chamber? Uh, so Rude and Ziggler get to enter last was the step for this tonight. Um, um, I'll tell you why. Because they're going to be in an Elimination Chamber, which you apparently have never seen before. <laughs> and it's going to be a different aesthetic to the match. And the cha- it's the Chamber. It's stupid is why. You're absolutely right. That fan who wrote that's 100% right. We've seen already so much of this. What's there to really look forward to? Well, let's see what happens with Kofi doing something crazy in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, there'll be that. Yeah, there'll be a cool spot with Morrison for sure. Morrison will do something dope in there. Okay, I don't want to look forward to these matches just for spots. I want to look forward to these matches because I give a crap about the storyline. Yeah. I don't care about the storyline. Um, so that was SmackDown tonight. I guess we should run through the card on Elimination Chamber. Do we, do we need to even have yeah. a final thought on SmackDown tonight? I feel like. Um, sure. Yeah, let's give it a grade. Um, I will give it a 6.5 out of 10. That is generous, uh, Michael. Five. Five out of 10. I feel like if I'd missed this tonight and just caught the Firefly Funhouse clip online, I'd be good. Oh. No question. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. I would have I would have been very curious about the NWO segment too, though, to be honest. I would have yeah, that up that's on true. YouTube too. Ramblin' Rabbit though. That's Ramblin' Rabbit was the star star of tonight's show. Ramblin' Rabbit had the best Ramblin' He was. He was. <laughs> so let's talk about the card. It definitely was. Elimination Chamber. A pay-per-view I thought was happening. Uh, I forgot was happening Sunday until today when I realized, oh, wait, that's this Sunday? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, WWE forgot, too. It's okay. You're good, Glenn. You're in good company. <laughs> we're going to be here. 
Sunday night, me, Matt, Morgan, and I believe Justin Labar, because uh, Rajback has got an, uh, some sort of get-together planned. Um, and apparently, uh, someone in the chat pointed out again, if you go back on Ryback's podcast, apparently not this week, but the week yeah. before, he spends eight minutes talking about Rajback, asking Raj, what in the hell is up with Rajback? Yeah! <laughs> Thank so, you, fans. Yes. Oh, uh, you guys rule. So we got to listen to that. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak is happening. Who do you got, Matt? Because Daniel Bryan is so dang unselfish and loves doing business, I'm going to say Drew. Michael? Because WWE refuses to pull the trigger and do the right things and has burnt my heart too many times, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. Good reason. And- Andrade defending the U.S. title against Umberto Carrillo. Hmm. Carrillo. Carrillo. So if Umberto gets the U.S. title, that's going to be something. Uh, I think a lot of it also, hang on, I think a lot of it has to do with some of the punishment maybe as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yep. forgot Andrade had the U.S. title, so yes. <laughs> uh Alistair Black versus AJ Styles in a no DQ match. Styles. I don't know how to call this, you guys. Styles is oh, going on to face Taker. <laughs> Styles. Oh, yeah, that's true. It makes sense. And he has to, yeah, AJ can't lose here, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. But this is Black. I'm talking too much. I'm just going to go with AJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that you put so much thought into it. Yeah. Um, the Street Profits defend their tag team titles, the Raw tag team titles, against Rollins and Murphy. I'm going to call it goes back to Rollins and Murphy. Really? That quick? Yep. It sucks. It mm. sucks, by the way. I don't like it, but yeah. You're setting up Mania here. Vince McMahon sees dollar signs. He wants these two to be in the big match. So... Okay, uh, bro- they should have just waited. For, they should have just waited for that. By the way, that's what they were doing. They should have just waited to Manny to give them this huge crowning yeah. achievement moment. But if we do a title swap, kid, that's gonna be a real big pop in the ratings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Braun Strowman defends the Intercontinental Title against Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn in a three-on-one handicap match. What happened? How does this work? Uh. Braun retains the three win. What happened? No, well, but like if Glenn, if you say he loses, yeah, no, they're gonna do that thing. Remember when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did this? They were like, We're gonna be co champions, we're gonna win the title and share it. They did all that uh, shtick and then they yeah, didn't win it. Right. Yeah, mm. see, I wish I want them to do that here. So I, I, <laughs> I wish they would have done that here because now they, in my opinion, they tip their hand way too much. By not talking about what would happen if the three of them won. You know what? I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay. Okay. Tell me your theory Uh, first, then I have an idea. Okay. I think what you do, Zane wins because he's the the loud mouth of the bunch, right? Zane wins. It causes dissension in the trio, and you set yourself up for a fatal four-way for Mania with all these guys. Maybe. But what Mm -hmm. about this? What if the three of them win, and it's Mm -hmm. like the Simpsons episode where they all buy the Radioactive Man comic book, (laughs) 
and they're going to share it. Like you get the title <laughs> on Mondays and Wednesdays and you get it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we rotate between the two and they all like do a tug of war and they tear the title belt to pieces mm. apart. Highly likely. That was a pretty and very strong um, Simpsons reference. Very well done. Um, eee, I just think it's so obvious that Storm, Stormin, right? Yeah, yeah Stormin's got to yeah. keep this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Uh, we have the Raw Women's Championship uh, number one contender spot being fought over in the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Natalia versus Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler versus Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan. Shayna's got to win this, right? Yeah. Yeah. No question. She has to, doesn't she? To move on to me. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there some rumor that like people aren't as crazy about Shane anymore? They're having second second yeah, thoughts. Who knows? I mean, just because Meltzer says something doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Oh, I 100% agree with that. What, what, but I don't. There's nobody else in this car on this match you would put in place of of her. I don't think. Oh, that's true. Matt. She bit. Becky's neck <laughs> like like there's nothing like she has to they have to face each other it has to happen right yeah yeah and then the Smackdown tag team championship match in the elimination chamber the Miz and Morrison versus New Day versus the Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Ziegler and Rude the same match you saw tonight but who who will stand tall the Miz and John Morrison currently have the titles. Who's <laughs> going to walk out of Elimination Chamber as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions? I think Miz and Morrison hold on to it. Can we just can we go back for a second here? She bit her neck. They're going to fight at Mania. Can we make that the new official WrestleMania like challenge? <laughs> like, let's not point at the sign anymore. If you want to wrestle somebody at WrestleMania, you got to bite their <laughs> neck to get there. <laughs> it has to happen. Yeah. The Fiend bites John Cena in the neck to challenge him at WrestleMania. So, Miz and Morrison, you think retain? Yes. Michael? What do you think, Michael? Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think they're doing something with Otis um, Heavy Machinery, but I think Miz and Morrison retain. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is weird. There's only one women's match on this card. I would not be shocked if something gets added to the pre-show. But he, here's the crazier really? thing. During this pay-per-view, the WWE Championship is not being defended. The Universal title is not being defended. The Women's Championship is not being defended on either brand. This is like we're getting the Intercontinental title, U.S. and both uh, tag team titles. Uh, really quick, guys. I'll be honest. I'm okay with that going into WrestleMania to yeah. make those, hopefully, those angles and championships mean more. Um the thing that always sucked about this chamber, um, elimination chamber pay-per-view to me over the years was I want more buildup and suspense for Mania. And I always wish they would just lay out that last month going into Mania hmm. instead of having a pay-per-view. Yeah. I really always wished for that. Um, I thought, hang on, I'm so confused though, Glenn. I could have sworn we were having like two women's elimination chamber matches at first right i guess one there was a raw one a smackdown one that was talked about at first but it did not end up actually happening what the hell yeah i don't know because i'll be honest that needs to happen 
Yeah. Like, like not just because because the, the storyline needed to be furthered, and this I thought was a better way to get everybody there. Um, I mean, obviously it was Mac. I take that back with uh, what's her name. Uh, we just had uh, the neck biter. What's her name? <laughs> the neck biter. <laughs> yeah. So she. So I'm getting so old. Um, uh, so Shanna. Um, Shanna. She. She. Uh, they got that chamber match obviously has to happen but i also thought the other brand was going to have one because there were still more storylines for them to tell to build to that uh brand's championship yeah match at mania yeah we'll see man this is uh going to be an interesting pay-per-view because who's really quick yeah i started to cut you off but who who is who do we currently know that is set up for mania as right as we speak right now versus Bailey? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they do if it's not Sasha versus Bailey at this point. What? This is where they should have put another elimination. Say that five times fast. Another elimination chamber match with the SmackDown women, and I really would have went all in on Lacey Evans here. I really would have. I know uh, uh, everyone thinks what's her name is the bigger star, uh, Sasha, and she is, but I still. I think you could have had a very cool WrestleMania babyface crowning achievement victory, right? With, you know, um, the girl next door, whatever you want to call him, Miss Americana herself. You know, oh, whatever uh, you yeah. want to call her, or, or, or Lacey Evans go over for the, you know, championship. Yeah. We could have built to it by having her go through five other women, is what I'm saying at this chamber. There's no, I'm really surprised actually. No offense to Daniel Bryan. I love Daniel Bryan. He's my top five favorite wrestler. But um, him versus Drew Gulak, as excited I am, is for Drew Gulak for that opportunity. I just don't – how the freak does that get on the card instead of a women, you know, SmackDown chamber match? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I do not know at this point. I mean, I would welcome a SmackDown women's elimination chamber match, but they're just not going that direction. So – I did enjoy, I think, Matt's point about um, the title not being defended every month. I, I do. I liked it when we had a brand split because then you didn't have the universal champion out there every month. Or when you have it on a part-timer, it was a little more hidden because you weren't missing it at every pay-per-view. That's the one thing I miss about the brand split is having each title kind of represent its own pay-per-view, which I thought was always cool. But side note there. All right. You guys want to get to some Wednesday Night War ratings? Oh, yeah, sure. All right. So coming off that hot, hot, hot AEW Revolution pay-per-view last weekend, no surprise here, AEW Dynamite tops NXT again. Um, AEW creeped back up to 906,000 viewers, so did not break a million like I predicted, but they were up 4.7% from the previous week and handily topped the 718,000 viewers that NXT drew on Wednesday night. It's well, I mean, the incremental rise was almost nothing this yeah. week, right? Well, so they were, I mean, they were up um, about half a million viewers from last week, and it's their highest rated episode since February 5th, um, so just about a month ago. But back in the back at the beginning of the year, they kicked off with nine point, you know, 950,000 viewers for the first few weeks, so yeah, what, that what you're asking. In the world, I mean, I remember. I remember thinking this when I was at, with TNA, 
when I told you Hulk Hogan and Flair, Hardy, RVD all showed up in the same episode, man. And we still thank you, Xavier Leon, saying Matt Morgan for president. Thank <laughs> you, my friend. Um, super chat. Um, you know, I'm thinking. Um, that totally distracted me. Where was I? Talking about impact and how what they were drawing back then. Oh, and I remember going like, "Well, what the hell? All we got was 1.4 out of that." Like me when you know Eric, when I was wrestling, I want to say Kurt Angle, uh, the build toward me versus Angle. I'm being dead serious. We were very close to that number. Um, what the hell is it going to take to get like a Monday Night Raw rating? I remember thinking like a 3.0. Or something like that. I remember thinking, like, what the hell? You get a Hulk Hogan here, and this doesn't even move it like that much. So ever since then, I always had this in my head, like, what in the hell is it going to take to get fans to watch another non WWE product and get it, like anything over a two point oh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, the internet, man. I think the internet is part of what killed it. That now you don't have to tune in and watch. You can follow wrestling by listening to podcasts like this one, by going on Twitter, by going on Facebook, going on YouTube, and just seeing these little clips. I, I mean, animated gifs, dude. Think about animated gifs ten years ago, Matt. What that would have been like if that's how people consumed your highlights for matches was just a little seven-second clip of you doing something cool. I don't know. Maybe I, I think I'd be heartbroken. Actually, I think I'd be. I put you put so much uh, energy and and thought and creativity into say a fifteen minute match, and then all that you see for the next twenty days is Matt Morgan missing his big boot uh, and and nutting himself on the top rope, and then the, the stupid face I'm making while I'm you know getting caught on the top rope, and that's a gift. I'd be like. That's all they put out there. They didn't put out there that I just pinned Jeff Hardy for the world championship. <laughs> if that's what the if that's what the finish was, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I'd be like that. That that's disheartening. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else, Michael? That's it. So tonight, as we said, Michael's last show. Michael, you want to tell everyone the reason why you're leaving this esteemed podcast on Friday nights? I mean, just Raj fired me. You guys got it. That's why I kept in the show for a few weeks after I announced it because. He gave me a 14 day notice. No, I, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, by choice. I love doing the show with these guys. Um, uh, we do this because we love you guys out here hanging out with us every Friday night and with these guys on Mondays and Wednesdays. So, um, this is a passion project, I think for all of us and our passion for the business and the passion for, for the fans of the business. And um, just for me, I'm, I'm doing a couple of theater shows here in Winston. I got a couple other projects I'm doing. And so for the next couple of months, I'm going to have rehearsals and then we'll have some weekend shows. So um, my uh, March, April and May are all booked up on the weekends and doing this for three hours. I'm doing social media as well uh, for Wrestling Inc. Um, on Friday night. So um, just could not commit to this because I had other conflicts with it. So I didn't want to just be like every week can't do yeah. it this week. So I figured I'd step back and yeah. um, but, you know. Raj is great. Uh, I'm sure I'll fill it in. I've done some New Japan podcasts, filled in some other times. So I'll, I'll still be around to do that, doing some more writing for the site still. And I also do the Wrestling Inc. Daily with Nick. So um, check out that podcast as well. All that stuff will still be happening. I just won't be here with these guys every Friday, but maybe sometimes. We'll see. We shall see. Michael, Glenn, if I was Michael, I would have kept that narrative that Raj fired me. You could have <laughs> been such a baby face. Raj would have been blown up like nobody's business. I'm sorry, Raj Twitter, made me say that. That was my email. script. You were 
<laughs> Raj, well, you heel. How dare you? They script our promos on this podcast. You guys didn't know that? What Raj does every week. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, guys. Though, Raj got Thank you, guys. I appreciate you both. Flack for the firing of poor Michael. Um, <laughs> hey, really quick before you go, I know this is a weird question, but I am curious. What is it you do it with the theater stuff, though? Do you, do you film it? Are you actually acting? What is it? So I do. I do a couple of things with them. I do their promo videos for a lot of their shows, and then um, every once in a while, um, I, uh, I do cool. audition and I act. So we're doing something wicked this way comes next month, and um, huh. I'm Corsetti the barber. So. Awesome. I express my creative talents in other ways. You know, my day job, I do a lot of, uh, I'm a manager awesome. of training development. So I'm in front of audiences for training classes and um, taking it to um, uh, the stage as well. So, yeah. Dude, cool, that's man. not easy. That's awesome. Good for you, bro. Appreciate that. You. Congratulations. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So uh, thank you for everything, Michael. We it's will miss you. doing this with you, man. Yeah. I enjoy you guys as well. You guys are, uh, you guys are a lot of fun. I mean that. So it's going to be me and Matt for the uh, next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll figure out uh, an alternate. So we have someone, if Matt and I uh, have anything else going on on a Friday. Anyhow, uh, thanks uh, very much, Michael. Matt, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at The Real Wiseman. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Matt, me, and Justin, Sunday night, back here for Elimination Chamber. On that note, take care, everybody. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.